Bruce Cook is honored to have you join his conversations with people committed to talking with heart and brain functions in full operating gear. No spin, no agenda, just authentic conversation on just about anything. Welcome to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Jason Boyce, a national expert on Amazon.com, shares an insider's view of Amazon is not your friend. The Bruce Cook Conversation with your host, Bruce Cook. Trending now. Here's your host, Bruce Cook. Brought to you by the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute at Hogue. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bruce Cook, and this is The Conversation live tonight on Angels Radio AM 830. Also available on all those podcasts that you like to tune into when you're not listening to Angels Radio, which hopefully is not too often. Anyway, welcome to the program tonight. It's, as I say, every time, every week, it is truly my honor to be able to speak to everybody that's tuning in from Los Angeles to Orange County to the Inland Empire. This past week, there's been some news, big news, actually, in the world of our most powerful retail shopping empire that we all know so well as Amazon.com. First up, you probably heard that chairman and exec executive chief officer, Mr. Uh, Bezos, has stepped down to become an emeritus director of his board and has turned over the reins to somebody new, a lieutenant that's been with him for many, many years. So we're going to ask our guest tonight, what does that mean? What changes are coming? Second thing, President Biden has called on Amazon to help distribute the vaccine. As we know, as we all have experienced perhaps in trying to get an appointment, if we are so qualified in our age bracket, it's not so easy to find that vaccine. And, and we were told by our government that multi-millions of doses were ready to go out and that the system was in place. Well, that hasn't happened exactly as promised. So perhaps the expertise of the world's fastest overnight delivery system might step in to make a difference. We're going to talk about that tonight with our guest. And by the way, that guest has been an expert witness on the at the House Judiciary Committee uh, on antitrust activities not too many months ago, making scathing comments on the dangers of the monopoly of Amazon. We're going to talk about that. That guest is Mr. Jason Boyce. He has been on our program before. I wanted him to come back, join the conversation tonight, and update us on what's happening this year on Amazon and how it is affecting all of our lives. Jason has been a guest speaker on CNBC. He's also been on PBS Frontline and Bloomberg. And, of course, he's also been on the Cook Conversation on AMA 30. So I believe Jason is on the line. Do we have him? Not yet. We don't have him yet. Okay, well, we're going to talk more until we get him. Uh, let's, let's go to what was also announced, which is the fact that Amazon is about to do uh, a, a rollout of prime pharmacies all across the nation. And what does that mean to all of you? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the risk of your choice if your drugs and your prescriptions can only be located or found at Amazon. What about your local pharmacy? How many of you rely heavily and, and uh, very personally on the pharmacy in your neighborhood and trust that pharmacist and trust the people? They know you by name. When you need a prescription, oftentimes you will get a text message or a phone call alerting you to come in and get what you need. Amazon is going to change that in some way. How big, how pervasive, I don't know. Uh, they have also come into the food market. You know that in certain major cities and urban areas, markets are opening and from what I have read and what I've heard, I have not been in, in an Amazon market, but I believe people are enjoying it. They like it. So much to dissect, so much to try and figure out. And 
we're hoping that Jason's going to join us at any time. Do we have him yet? Not yet? No Jason? Oh, well, you're just going to have to listen to me keep going until we get him. Um, the thing that is a little scary to me, first I should say this. Jason is a major critic of Amazon, obviously. He is very much afraid that that monopoly is going to wipe out American small and mid-sized business. And those fears are understandable. You can imagine how tough it's been for so many small businesses in your town, in your area, in your neighborhood in Los Angeles or Orange County during this time. But the flip side of that, ladies and gentlemen, joining the conversation tonight, is that Amazon has also been a savior. They have also been there for all of us through this, delivering packages, everything from groceries to clothing to appliances, you name it. Overnight or within a couple days, you have what you need without going out, without exposing yourself to the virus, depending on your place and your fears. It has been a godsend. So with that in mind, and also the fact that businesses are struggling so much, especially small and medium-sized businesses, where's the middle ground? And hopefully we will find that because if we don't, I think we're all in trouble. And and Jason can speak to that very clearly. Um, he is he's very much uh, involved because he too uh, sells products on Amazon, and it is what led him to figure this whole system out and and to see the pitfalls and to see where the challenges are. And for any of you listening that might have a business or a small business and you think that that's where you need to put your product, he will be able to share with you uh, the ins and outs of making that happen. In any event, that's the deal. Um, and I hope that with some kind of clarity, we're going to be able to figure that out. Anyway, I think we better take a quick commercial break and see if we can't find him and then we can pick up the show and the conversation. So stay with me. I'm Bruce Cook. This is The Conversation. Ducks Radio, AMA 30. KLAA. At the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute, the Hogue Epilepsy Program is accredited by the National Association of Epilepsy Centers as a Level 4 Epilepsy Center. This means that our experts provide the highest level care for patients with complex epilepsy. Our patient-centered approach to epilepsy treatment combined with state-of-the-art technology, including robotics and laser ablation, ensure the best possible outcomes for our patients. To learn more or for an evaluation, call 949-966-0243 or visit hogue.org forward slash epilepsy care. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing on all Smart Beds. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-375-2922. 800-375-2922. 800-375-2922. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Without more licensed workers, Gary's roofing business might hit its ceiling. Hey, that new contract just got pushed up. We are going to need all hands on deck to make this happen. Hey, Gary, you book me on that other job next week. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. 
Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Did you know just the simple act of dressing for work can make you more productive? According to a recent study by the Wall Street Journal, getting dressed for work each morning can even improve your performance. Untucked shirts are the easy way to look sharp instantly, and they're designed to be worn untucked so you'll stay comfortable all day long. So for your next Zoom call, lose the t-shirt and grab an untucked shirt instead. It'll also be your go-to when we start returning to all the things we've been missing. Try one today at any Untucked store or at Untucked.com. Untucked shirts, designed to be worn untucked. Ducks Radio, AMA 30. KLAA. And we are back. I'm Bruce Cook. It's the conversation live tonight. Unfortunately, we had some technical phone problems in the beginning, and I apologize for any of you listening. I hope you didn't leave the show. And you heard my long introduction to my guest, Jason Boyce. We do have him on the line. Uh, it might be a little bit harder to hear, but we're going to do our best. Jason, join me. Jason? Hi, Bruce. Okay, there you are. I've explained what's going on here technically, so we're going to do our best to make this very clear for all the listeners. Cause we... Sorry, I can't. Bruce, I'm having trouble hearing you. Do you hear me now? Hello? Do you hear me now? No? Hello? No. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to apologize. Um, the station is having technical problems. The phones are not working. So we're going to have to let Jason go, and we're just going to have to visit uh, and make the best of our time together. we got a lot to talk about. Um, I can't even ask you to call in to join me, but it'll be a one-way conversation, everybody, and we'll see where, we'll see where we go tonight. Uh, the the studio booth uh, producer is going to try one more time an, another um, another option, as it were. But in the meantime, maybe some of you or all of you have switched over t to uh, hear the conversation, taking a break from Super Bowl tonight. Uh, quite a show, quite a show for the 55th annual Super Bowl halftime that I just happened to see as I was walking in to the studio tonight. The weekend did quite a spectacular uh, production, much, much more grand and, and professional than recent years. I, I have to say I was very impressed. And I say that with some degree of expertise uh, because back in 1989, Super Bowl uh, 23, I think it was, I was the producer of the Super Bowl halftime show uh, in Florida for the NFL and um, it was the very final and last uh, Super Bowl halftime show that transitioned from marching bands and from kind of a small, uh, small town kind of a feeling to major celebrity entertainment. And it was a, a game changer uh, for Super Bowl. And it has obviously changed things worldwide ever since. It has become the national entertainment venue uh, for top artists to display their talent and to sell their music. I read somewhere that The weekend actually added something like $4 million of his own money out of his own pocket to make the production as great as it was if you were watching it today. And if you haven't watched it, if you're, if you're a, a radio listener, check it out online when you have a chance. Um, hundreds of Hundreds of men dressed in, in uniform, red jackets and black trousers with uh, their masks on. You probably know if you follow The weekend that covering his face is, is something that he often does in his act. He, of course, was not covered, but the entire troop, there must have been hundreds of them on the field, marching and dancing in unison to his very hit song. Uh, quite, quite a spectacle. How about this game? The game is pretty interesting as well. The matchup between the the greatest of all time, the GOAT, Mr. Tom Brady, number 12, and his competitor, they call the youngest great of all time, 
uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So far, as we're into the third quarter, the Brady and Gronk team duo is mastering the game. Their defense is so strong that Kansas City cannot seem to make tremendous yardage. So interesting, but I don't know. What are the gamblers? What did the gamblers in Vegas say? I wish I knew. That would be interesting to see who is betting against the GOAT in favor of the young buck. Um, that's what football, that's what Super Bowl is all about. Now, what about the commercials, ladies and gentlemen? Have you have you been watching any of these commercials? They are the weirdest commercials that the Super Bowl has ever, ever produced. They are mini vignettes, mini, mini um, movies, really, mini TV episodes of, of weirdness. And then the product just gets flashed on the screen at the very end. Do you remember? When you see these commercials, do you remember the product? I don't remember the product. I don't know what they're selling. I'm not even sure I remember what was going on, except this year from the ones that I saw in the first part of the uh, the game before coming on radio, a lot of celebrities were used. They, they hired and paid big money. Uh, tons of celebrities. John Travolta, bald, was in one I, I saw. And uh, uh, so many others. Um, I don't even remember all the names, but major big A-name a stars doing these commercials on Super Bowl. Um, interesting times, different times, lots and lots of uh, of creativity, I would say, but but bizarre. Um, almost slapstick in some cases. I mean, they're throwing people over ledges and they're crashing people, running them over and sucking people into vending machines. It's it's uh, wild imagination time at Super Bowl. And how about how about the stands, ladies and gentlemen? When the game started, you looked at the teams coming on the field, and the stands were full. And of course, they were full of some thirty thousand cardboard cutouts, mixed in with approximately twenty thousand invited people, of which seven thousand of those. 7,000 of those people in the stands were specially invited first responders and uh, mostly health care workers, nurses and doctors from hospitals all across the country. Interesting, interesting to me and, and, and really nice was that the uh, CBS network producers opened the game really trying to focus on the fact that they wanted this to be a safe event President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden, sitting fireside, came on a video and uh, introduced the game by telling everyone to be safe and taking a moment of silence in memory of the 400,000-plus Americans that have lost their lives to COVID. So a different kind of a tone. Um, interesting. The world has changed, and it's changed so quickly. Uh with the transition to the new administration. But that brings up a flip a flip side that maybe we'll talk about after the commercial break, and that is what about the 74 million other people that did not vote for Biden who are sitting in the wings still frustrated, a country divided. In fact, let's let's go there. Um, let's go there in a minute after we, we stop talking about Super Bowl and take another commercial break. Let's go there and talk about the upcoming impeachment situation with former President Trump. That comes after the next commercial break, and uh, I've got a lot to say about it, and I'm sure you're thinking a lot uh, yourselves. Anyway, sorry that we don't have Jason Boyce to talk about Amazon, but we will get him back hopefully next week or the week after when the station gets their phones fixed. In the meantime, I'm glad to be with you. I'm glad that you're on Angels Radio in your cars, in your homes. I'm Bruce Cook, and this is The Conversation. Today, my conversation by myself. Conversation of one. We're going to take another break, and we'll be right back. Ducks Radio, AM 830. 
Jacob Family Neurosciences Institute at Hogue is ranked in the top 1% in the nation by U.S. News & World Report. It provides world-class care through multidisciplinary expert teams, each focusing on specific disorders of the brain and spine, such as stroke, aneurysms, brain tumors, Parkinson's disease, cognitive disorders including Alzheimer's, epilepsy, back pain, as well as spinal cord issues, addiction medicine, and sleep disorders. Our renowned experts offer the best evidence-based care, state-of-the-art technology, and the latest clinical research, all focused on the individual patient. Our stroke program was the first in Orange County named as a certified comprehensive stroke center, and our brain tumor program is the largest in Orange County and among the top volume programs in the Western United States. Hiccup Family Neurosciences Institute, compassionate care, clinical excellence, creative intelligence. To learn more, call 949-516-9075 or visit hogue.org forward slash neuroinstitute. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this very well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and their families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, New Directions for Women has helped addicted women recover in a nationally recognized treatment facility in Costa Mesa. Their doors are wide open. It just takes the first step. Call New Directions for Women. The number is 888-786-0509. Again, 888-786-0509. You can also visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. New Directions for Women. They know recovery. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your renter's insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Great. As a minimalist, I need simple insurance. Nice place. No furniture? Nothing sparked joy, except for this fruit bowl. Well, with Liberty Mutual, you only pay for what you need, so there's that. I mean, look, so beautiful, so empty again. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Ducks Radio, AM 830, KLAA. And I'm back. I'm Bruce Cook. The conversation live tonight on Angels Radio. If you've been listening, we've been dealing with some technical issues, and I've been talking away a conversation with myself. My uh, producer and the board has finally... I think, been able to reach Jason Boyce, our guest for the night. And uh, we're going to switch back. So bear with us. I'm going to introduce him now. Jason, are you there? I'm here, Bruce. Can you hear me? Finally, I can. I hope I can keep you because you've got so much to say and we got to hear it all. I've already introduced <laughs> you. I've already introduced you at length. Um, so let me just start right out and, and ask you, uh, the first big question, and that is, uh, Jeff Bezos has stepped down. He's gone to become an emeritus director of the corporation and has put his lieutenant in place. What's changed? What change is that going to make at Amazon? Do you think any at all? Good question, Bruce. Probably not. Um, you know, for all intents and purposes, with the exception of peak COVID back in March and April. Uh, Mr. Bezos had already pretty much removed himself from the day-to-day -day operations, and he had spent most of his time, aside from building his rocket ship company, um, looking into the future of Amazon and looking five years, ten years down the road. Um, his days of doing the day-to-day -day operations have been long gone to begin with. I thought it was particularly interesting, Bruce, because um, it happened in the same day and shortly after the, um, the, the blowout fourth quarter earnings call for Amazon. I mean, it was literally a historic quarter for them, both in revenue and profits. 
And I don't think it was a mistake that uh, the Jeff Bezos announcement came out around the same time because it distracted the press from just how well Amazon did during a really bad time in our history. Well, I've got to say, I I know that you had come on the show before and that your criticism of Amazon is very well justified. But I have to say, after you, you spoke to us on air the last time, I thought to myself, you know, if Amazon wasn't there this year with the COVID, a lot of people would have been in a lot of trouble. They wouldn't have been able to get their merchandise. So I guess what I'm I guess what I'm saying is I know that there is a problem. I know that it's a monopoly that will potentially wipe out small businesses, and I want you to talk about that more. But where's the common ground or the middle ground where it serves a function to move America forward, but also doesn't take over and smother the country? Yeah, that's a great question, and I'm I'm not sure I have all the answers, um, but, it, but it's a terrific question. Look, I, I don't know where my family would be, Bruce, and I don't know about your family, where we would be if it wasn't for Amazon during 2020. They were literally a company that was built for COVID, um, and it wasn't, you know, certainly I don't mean to suggest that they, they – they only exist because of a time like this. But no, of course they certainly not. certainly moved mountains from March and April where they were really caught flat-footed and um, received sort of overwhelming demand. And the, the moves that they made, Jeff Wilkie, Dave Clark, Andy Jassy, Jeff Bezos, will be talked about in MBA programs and in business schools for the rest of our lives. It was that historic. So, I, I look... Jeff Bezos has built a once-in-a-generation company. He has built a company that is the first of the uh, mega companies in a post-industrial age. We're staring at a post-industrial age right between the eyes right now, Bruce. And he came out and won capitalism. He won e-commerce. He won capitalism. Bruce, he did what he was supposed to do. He and his leadership fine-tuned and perfected capitalism by using technology, by using supply chain and literally warehousing and going in and innovating at every single step of the way. So I think on one hand, they should be applauded. On the other hand, we have to ask ourselves that question, Bruce. Do we want to become the United States of Amazon? They hired more people in 10 months, and thank goodness they were able to hire people because it, it created jobs. They hired more people in 10 months than the World War II shipbuilding effort did. In the, in the lead up to World War II. Right. It's, it, it's it, incredible. It, it was literally historic. I think about what you're saying, and with a bit of a historical eye, I, I think about the the uh, Gilded Age in the late 19th century when the Industrial Revolution was starting and the big names of the time. There were monopolies in the steel business and in railroads and in manufacturing, and they controlled the whole country then. Same thing different age 100 years ago but guess what came out of it unions unions came out of it and the democratic party came out of it and and the country changed so my big question to you because i am really really uh what's the word uh i'm impressed with your knowledge what's going to come out of this what is the come out of the bezos era that you so eloquently just described What's going to happen to all the small businesses and all the people? And what's going to happen when Amazon is American Amazon? You know, Bruce, what we need are legislators and leaders in our government who can look five to ten years down the road like Jeff Bezos does for Amazon. And they're so tied up in the next news cycle that they can't see beyond their nose to see what's coming. You mentioned wisely the historical context. When Standard Oil was sued for antitrust, they owned 60% of the market share in the oil and gas business, 60. The numbers came out last, uh, last week that Amazon's GMV, the dollar value of goods sold, on Amazon.com in 2020 reached $490 billion. That puts their online market share at 62%. When we last spoke, Bruce, and by the way, thank you for, for having me back. It's an honor to be here with you as always. 
Um, when we last spoke, we were talking about 50%. They're at 62 now. And so there is no situation where another Amazon can be born right now. And let's back let's let's backtrack to the 1990s. You know, the the government tried to sue Microsoft unsuccessfully over the course of 10 years because of antitrust law called tying. Microsoft was tying its services together and it was severely disadvantaging um, other internet browsers and other tech companies. But even though the government lost those cases, they were able to get enough concessions from Microsoft that allowed Google to be born. Google right now has even more market share uh, in, in their search space, and there's no possible way that there's an environment right now where the next Google can be born. I mean, Bruce, for God's sakes, their motto was don't be evil because they were talking about Microsoft and how evil they were, and they make they make Microsoft look like choir boys compared to some of the behavior that they have done in the marketplace to secure their place. Um, and so I think historically, if we fast forward 20 years, Bruce, and we look back on this big tech age, the big tech titans are going to make the big tech, uh, not the big tech, the titans of the 20s um, look small in comparison. The amount of privacy data that they hold on every American, the amount of market strangle that they have on every American, the amount of uh, power that they have to squash or, or buy up or merge with um, any type of competitors is, is really something that we need to be concerned about. In no question. No question. As a society. Let me harken back. You mentioned something earlier talking about the press pulling back on commenting on this giant windfall uh, profit share. Why did you say that? Do you think the press is in bed with promoting Amazon in some way? Are they afraid? Are they afraid of challenging Amazon? Look, I just think that the press in many ways is worried about that next news cycle too, right? I mean, what's a bigger story? Blowout Amazon earnings call, which which sort of backs up what the, both of the judiciary co committees in Congress are concerned about, um, or the fact that Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world one week or the next, um, is stepping down. I mean, it's just it's bigger news. And so I'm not necessarily faulting them. I just think that that's the game that we're in. Everything's about social media. Everything's about the latest headline. I mean, my God, uh, a week after a headline post, folks are having short-term memory problems. Forgotten. Right? They can't totally forgotten. So, right. I think, so, so I feel that that's the case. I don't think that they're colluding with Amazon in order to hide it. I also sat in on that earnings call on Tuesday, Bruce, and my frustration is they won't let me ask a question. Um, that's beside the point. But the analysts, the stock analysts, they're really focused on AWS, and they're really focused on how that's how, the only way that Amazon's making money, and it's not. And so I, I get a little frustrated when some of even the stock analysts just sort of fawningly look at how happy they are with the stock price increase. And you look, I get it, they should be, but you know they're just not asking the other questions. The other questions about how dependent are you on third-party marketplace, and what are you doing to make sure that they're not dying off? Um, like some sort of endangered species. You talked about also earlier the fact that our politicians don't seem to have the ability to look five and ten years ahead to make the kind of plans that uh, that you expressed Bezos made in terms of building Amazon to where it is today. Can that change given our state of government? Will we find a political unity that can look to the future far enough to make decisions that will protect business and society? You know, I think um, the success of the Republic and the life of the Republic depend on that happening, Bruce. Look, I don't see a lot of examples and I don't see a lot of hope right now, but I think we're starting to see leaders emerge that care more about their next election. Um, or I should say they care more about their country than their next election. So, you know, that's that's giving me, um, you know, hope. Uh, Liz, Liz Cheney, Kinzinger, right? Those folks who stand up for what's right. And so I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I think we've got a good I think we've got a good president now who who's been there and done that and who can see um, that he has a has a duty and a task to lay the foundation for the next 10 years, the next 20 years. Um, but there are a lot of politicians that don't, you know, they're, they're, they're like a bunch of, you know, no disrespect to real estate agents who are awesome, 
but they, they, they just seem like they're, they're just focused on the next deal and not necessarily the next decade. And I think that's where these leaders really need to focus because we're at this critical moment in our history. The industrial age is over and we have given license to a half a dozen billionaire folks, some of them in hoodies, to have an, an, an enormous amount of control without any kind of checks and balances. It's funny that you should. Society. It's funny that you should say some of them in hoodies. Uh, it certainly is a <laughs> sign of the times when, you know, young guys from Harvard in hoodies uh, take over things like Facebook. Just, just thought I would make yeah. that a little clear. Listen, you testified. Well, you know, Bruce, if I could just say, if I could just say one thing, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I don't think any of these folks ended up wanting to come out and ruin democracy, but I think this is what we're seeing evidence of. Don't you think right? they're? And, and let me interrupt you. Don't you think they're thinking that yeah. now? When I see Zuckerberg or some of these other people on the news or on television, I don't know. I look behind their face, behind their eyes, and I think, do they realize that? the enormity of responsibility they carry and what bad can happen from this? You know, I think there's this there's this ethos in business where ethics has abandoned us. You know, the, our leaders have abandoned the responsibility of business leaders, not only to their shareholders, but also to society at large. And frankly, we need to get back to that. You we testified. To, to a moment. Go ahead. Yeah, you no, know, you go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear. I want to hear you say. No, I mean, no, no. I, I was just going to say we need to get back to the era where it wasn't, you know, any any actions were justified so long as it drove the bottom line and made investors happy. Right? I mean, those that ship has sailed, Bruce. We have to get back to a point where our business leaders put a seat at the table for ethical behavior, and they don't do things that have these massive uh, either intended or unintended consequences that can damage our society i, I mean look like i said uh, it's hard for me to fault these folks because they grew up in this environment where they were treated like gods and they were not questioned and they had this decades-long honeymoon period but now we're seeing what happens when we as a society get out of the way and uh, with this sort of libertarian notion where we could just everything is hands-off and everything will be okay. I, I, we're, we're seeing what happens when we do that, right? True, but I got you made me think of something when you were just speaking your piece about ethics and business. First of all, I'm not sure that ethics ever were totally uh, evident in business at any time in any history of mankind, but that's neither here nor there. But what I wanted to ask you is, we are seeing corporate, American corporations, large and small now, touting the inclusive philosophy of the day. Everybody's equal, opportunities for all, black, white, yellow, brown, uh, protection in the workplace, no harassment, all of these things that have never been at the forefront. With all of that going on, juxtapose what's happening in terms of the economy and this monopoly, and I am confused because on the one hand, business, at least on the surface, is trying to say we are egalitarian. We are here because we support our people and we want to nourish them and they want to be family and all these catchphrases and catchwords and frankly a lot of baloney as well as a lot of value. And then on the other hand, you better produce or you're out. And you know, everybody everybody has who's read anything about high tech knows that 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 work environment is brutal. You better produce or you're out. Talk to me about that. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there has to be a balance, right? Um, we obviously want and need productivity, but we also have to recognize and realize that those are human beings on the other side of that productivity. And there becomes a, a situation where if you push folks too far, too hard, um, they start to break and the, the, you start to run into the law of diminishing marginal returns. Look, I see this in the Amazon space all the time. Folks go in there and they work for a couple of years, four years. I mean, if you've worked at Amazon for six years, you're a grizzled veteran. Um, <laughs> and it just, it just chews people up and spits them out. 
when you are at Amazon, you are Amazon. And it, good luck having a life outside of that. And I think it, you know, look, at, I get that Mr. Bezos and crew feel and they have changed the world in some regard in terms of the tech that they've brought and sort of the convenience that they've brought. And, and they've literally changed, um, you know, the way retail works, the way technology works. You, you know, computing power is now like a light switch. It's just like a public utility. And so, but at the same time, I think that because there's so much, um, you know, for lack of a better phrase, Bruce, Big Brother's tech, it's watching your every move and counting your every step. And, you know, if you're in a warehouse, checking every box you're closing, it's a little creepy and it's a little unnatural. And so I think that we talked about ethics as they're building machine learning, artificial intelligence, and computer systems to measure human capabilities, they also have to inject ethics into these systems as well so that they don't burn people out. They don't crush their soul. And, um, you know... But so then the question... But then the, quest, the question arises, whose ethics? That's what they're grappling with right now. <laughs> That's what everybody's grappling with right now. Whose ethics are you going to put into these computer systems? And who who's going to be the arbiter of these ethics? I mean... I'm being devil's advocate because I happen. It's a great question. You know, I, it worries me. It worries me. You know, the extremes of, of our society now worry me because, you know, everybody is, is so staunch about their opinion. Anyway, let's get off of that. Yeah. I want to. I wanna... Bruce, if I, could just, if I could just say one thing. I, yeah. mean, I, I love that you brought that up and I appreciate you playing devil's advocate you're right it's a really important point you know i can tell I, I and i don't have the answer for you who's ethics but i can tell you what doesn't work is we just trust that these billionaires who are surrounded by folks who think they walk on water are going to make the right decisions for everybody i don't think we can do that anymore i think that i think we've learned that much now how do we solve that problem i don't have the answer for that right now but i think it's a really good question worth pondering well you testified some time ago before the house committee and uh let me just read this uh, statement from your press release that uh, that you have made jason states quote if the government does not step in soon every small and medium-sized business should be afraid stop treating amazon with kid gloves so you testified, you've been quoted, you are a, uh, an advocate of some kind of government control and intervention. How is that going to happen? Who's going to make that happen? Do you, you said you don't really have an answer, but do you see some sort of antitrust legislation coming in? Earlier in our broadcast tonight, you said nobody's going to be able to beat them now anyway. They're so big. Yeah, well, I think the, the, there's no one that's going to be able to beat them without some sort of legislative intervention. I think that, the, um, you know, the judici both judiciary committees will move forward with trying to break up Amazon, Google, Facebook uh, with some degree or, or another. Will they be successful? I don't know. Does it matter? I don't know if it even matters because look at what um, – you know, the concessions the government got out of Microsoft in the 90s, how that sort of opened up the space for more small business and for the next, you know, for Google to be born. Um, however, if, look, if, if I'm in charge for a day, Bruce, if that's what you're asking me, I really think that the best place to affect change in the Amazon marketplace is in the courts. I believe that legislators should change the laws and they should throw out this notion not just for amazon sellers but for anyone in general this idea of forced arbitration yeah sure you can sell on my platform but only if you agree not to combine with somebody else to sue me if i do something that harms your business so i think that's one thing and that exists now and that does exist now that exists for amazon sellers now i just wanted to make that clear yeah, yeah, just to make that clear, in order for the right to sell, you waive your rights to sue Amazon. And furthermore, on the flip side, if you want to go buy something for Amazon, you want to buy on Amazon, you have to set up an account, you're also waiving your rights to sue Amazon um, specifically for product liability or safety if you buy a product on Amazon from a third-party seller. Let's talk and about Amazon that briefly. Let's talk about that briefly. Let's talk about that 
That's a concern. There's no responsibility for testing or safety on these products. What do we do? Well, I mean, it should be like the, the online marketplace is not something that was conceived of 20 years, 80 years, 100 years ago when the antitrust laws were being put in place. We need an upgrade. True. Very true. <laughs> we, need to, we need to download the latest version of antitrust for the 21st century, Bruce. Okay. And, um, you know, it, we require it requires a bipartisan committee, people who have actually lived and worked in the tech space and know what's going on to sort of sort of make the new laws for the new age. I mean, it's happened in every age um, in our history, both in the industrial age, the post-industrial age is, is what it, we're saying goodbye to now. We're moving into this post sorry, I misspoke. We're moving into the post-industrial age now. It requires a new set of laws. And um, and you believe you believe be that it you believe it should start in the courts. Jason, we gotta take a break, but don't go away. Don't disconnect. Don't lose me. I need to talk to you. I've got more questions. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Boyce, we're talking Amazon. We're talking our lives here tonight, and we're lucky to have him. Um, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Do not touch your dial. M830 KLAA. As part of the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute, Hoag's Neurospine program offers innovative methods to reduce pain, inflammation, and improve mobility safely and effectively, often without surgery. Should you need surgery, Hoag is a leader with minimally invasive techniques, 3D imaging, and robotics to restore your golf swing or your swing dance. Many of our patients go home in just a few hours, walking the very next day. Call our dedicated nurse navigator at 949-537-2931 for an evaluation or visit hoag.org forward slash Help. For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, with 24-7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, um, have you noticed how everyone's grammar is completely awful now? Like, you know, the texting and the LOLs. <laughs> Whatever happened to punctuation? I mean, drivers who switch to Progressive can save big! Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text BELT to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text BELT to 42424. That's BELT to 42424. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLAA. And we're back. I'm Bruce Cook. The conversation with Jason Boyce tonight. We're talking Amazon. Jason, what about the fact that President Biden is now looking into having Amazon 
get involved with delivering the vaccine. What do you know about that, and what do you think about that? Well, I, I don't know any more than anybody else does in terms of the news reports, but I got to tell you, um, with the inside straight that Dave Clark at Amazon pulled this holiday season, literally pulling out a Christmas miracle uh, with what they were able to do, ramping up, uh, 50, you know, adding 50% square footage, adding drivers, adding capacity uh, in order to deliver things during the holiday season, I, I, I think they could do a lot worse, Bruce. Um, these guys have revolutionized supply chain, the final mile. Um, and if, uh, if the Biden administration can find that uh, they can use uh, Amazon support, then I say take it. This is an all-hands-on-deck problem. And I think the more industry uh, and private industry gets involved, the better. Let me, let me segue that into talking about Amazon pharmacies, Amazon grocery stores. What about that? We, you have mentioned the pharmacy situation, in fact, uh, quite frequently, that the danger with the Amazon pharmacy takeover is that your local pharmacy may go away and your trusted pharmacist may not be there. Well, I, I, I tell you... Um Groceries fascinating. We'll talk about that next. But but pharmacy is one that is very interesting to me. Amazon purchased a company called Pip PillPack a few years ago, so they've been able to use that um, sort of industry knowledge, um, and now they've launched Amazon Pharmacy. So, look, uh, this is I can guarantee you, Bruce, that Amazon's long-term vision is you go to your doctor, your doctor sends a script either by text or through an automated system to Amazon before you get home, your prescriptions at your doorstep. Um, that is coming. And look, the big mistake that CEOs in other verticals make, I mean, I, I, remember, I remember a FedEx president sitting on a stage at an Amazon show uh, earlier in my career, Bruce, where he talked about and, and addressed the rumor of Amazon getting involved in supply chain and how he was joking that FedEx also has drones. They're called 747s and they deliver, they have this whole air force. Well, guess what? Um, Amazon now has its own air force, its own ships. They've got more delivery trucks on the road with a prime symbol on them than the USPS and UPS combined. So I think every CEO that is in charge of a pharmacy, uh, Walgreens, CBS, should be concerned and they better be innovating because Amazon is coming. Jeff Bezos' favorite mantra, your margin is my opportunity. There are layers of opportunity in the pharmacy business, and they are coming. You know, you've said it earlier in our time together, capitalism at its strongest, at its highest. Why should I feel bad? Why should I be scared? It, you know, if, if I go to the doctor and the doctor has my prescription waiting for me at the door when I get home, why should I worry about that? Why will most Americans worry about that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good question. And, you know, privacy law has become a very important topic of the day. And yet users of these products, users of the Prime app, Facebook, etc., don't seem to care that Google collects more information on any individual than any company in the history of the world. Amazon now is collecting more privacy information from its users and its shoppers than even Facebook is, if you can believe that. Ghostry just came out with a report um, about a month and a half ago that said, yeah, Amazon just passed, passed Google. So layer on all of that shopping data, all of that information, um, and all of your health information. And again, have we not learned our lesson, Bruce? No, we have not. Can we, can we, we, <laughs> we have not learned our lesson. a bunch of entitled billionaires to do the right thing with all of our data what do we as consumers get in exchange for giving all of our data convenience data we've sold we've out. sold out we've sold out for convenience we've sold out for yeah. easy for no hassle we've sold out but here's the here's the problem we've turned over that 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 privilege, that right to these billionaires as you talk about, but it's because we also don't particularly trust our leaders, our government, our, we don't trust our, you know, we don't trust anybody. We barely trust our own family and friends half the time. I don't know. It's a bad, it's a bad situation. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I expect you to tell me because you're very smart and I need an answer on the radio. 
<laughs> What's going to, what are we going to do? Situation, right? Our politics, like our entertainment, is oftentimes a reflection of society, society at large. Um, you know, I don't want to go, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I, I remember learning about psychological warfare as a Marine. Uh, and, and it wasn't my specialty, but as an officer in the Marines, you get trained in all these different verticals of the Marine Corps, um, uh, you know, warfare um, theory. And, you know, the Russians would go into countries, the United States would go into countries, and they would start pitching one side against the other. And they would do things like drop leaflets, or they would go in and they would find folks on the fringes, and they would support them with money um, and forces and people, and it would create sort of this foment, right, the civil war. Yeah, well... Let's talk about the politicians. The, the, our politics are going more to the extremes, left and right. And why is that possible? Because most people, Bruce, are getting their news from their Facebook feed. Which is insanity. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity. I don't know, Jason, but you're working hard on it. Okay, Bruce. You're working hard on it. You know why? Because good people like you are asking the right questions and bringing it to the public's attention. We're going to be all right. Don't worry. Well, that's a good way to wrap up, as we were just about to do. Tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Uh, Plug the book Amazon Jungle. Where can we get it? Why should we get it? What's it going to tell us? And uh, what about you? What's your next step? Uh, well, well, thanks for asking. The Amazon Jungle, you can get it on Barnes & Noble. And yes, still on Amazon. They, again, Bruce, they still haven't taken it down. So you can <laughs> get it on Amazon and have it delivered to your door the next day. Um, Avenue 7 Media is my, um, we're basically, I have an agency, a fast-growing agency. We tripled since the last time we spoke. Everyone wants to sell their goods on Amazon, and you want to do it in the safest way possible. So our agency, Avenue 7, helps with that. I'm also working on the next book, Bruce, The Dark Side of Amazon. I'm partnering with a dear friend of mine, former Amazon guy, um, Chris McCabe, who sees all the dark stuff. And um, I'll be sure to let you know once that thing gets ready for print later this year. Don't you think it's it's interesting? I mean, you brought it up. Your book is on Amazon, and and you're certainly a critic, but not a you're not a mean spirited critic. You're just an honest critic. But they haven't shut you down, and uh, and your agency is instructing people on on how to be on Amazon. So, is there a conflict of interest here of any kind, or no? Oh well, I mean, look, I tell I tell this to my clients. You have to be on Amazon. They're not your friend. Know this going in. Um, you know, you have to be there because 62% of all orders are going through Amazon.com. If you're not there, where are you, Bruce? And so I don't like that that's the case necessarily, but I, what wakes me up and gets me out of bed every morning is that I know that when I talk to my clients and I help them survive on the in the Amazon jungle, that it makes me feel good that I'm helping them learn from my mistakes in all those years as a big seller myself and helping helping minimize their, their pain and agony. So... Um, is there a conflict? You know, potentially. I, I have a love-hate relationship with Amazon, and I have since the day I first sold my first basketball hoop on there back in 2003. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm very uh, hopeful that the next Amazon, or at least the environment, will be created so that the next Amazon or five can can survive. Well, or we'll see what happens, what you talked about with the courts dealing with antitrust and trying to make this a little bit more palatable for everybody and so small businesses can still flourish and survive. 2003, Amazon was only, I think, six years old then. You were a pioneer. Well, that's what, yeah, I'm just old, Bruce. That's all that is. I'm just an old guy. All right, well, let's wrap it up. We have no more time. Uh, Jason Boyce, it's a great pleasure to have you on. I'm sorry about the confusion in the beginning, but in your marine spirit, we made it work. Somehow the phones the phones came to life. So uh, stay stay yeah, safe. Awesome. Improvise, overcome, and adapt. Right, Bruce? There you go. I love that. I love that. That's the best way to end the show. Uh, thank you so much. I want you to come back again. Actually, you're so good, you should be sitting here with me as a co-host. But, uh, Jason, you take I, care of I yourself. Okay. Uh, thanks again. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our show today. Thanks a lot for tuning in with Jason and myself. This has been The Conversation Live tonight on Angel and Ducks Radio, AMA 30. You can also hear this on podcast. Lots of podcasts have picked up uh, our conversation show, so please do check it out if you're a podcast person. Stay safe. We're getting better by the day. And come back again next Sunday night for Bruce Cook's Conversation live on radio. Good night and good luck.
You've been listening to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Hear the Bruce Cook Conversation on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific on AM 830 KLAA. And hear the podcasts of every show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public.